Hey guys, it's your girl Sunny D, one third of the podcast GFT Radio Show. What up, though? It's your boy Willie Styles from the GFT Radio Show. Just letting you know, you can catch us every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. And to get some merch, I got some on right now. Go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash GFT Radio. Boom, boom, talk radio. Join the conversation. Let's have some fun. Holla. What up, though? It's your boy, Willie Styles in the building. Just slid into home plate. <laughs> you want to say what's up, Sonny? I can't hear you. I don't know if, we, if we're having technical difficulties while we're having our technical difficulties. Uh, I'm going to drop you. Just try to come back in. Or drop yourself. Drop. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's your boy Willie Styles in the building. Uh, hopefully, everybody can hear me. Um, if you're in, give me a thumbs up. Um, I can't hear Sunny, and it looks like she can't hear me either. So um, we're going to uh, continue and see if she gets back in and can figure it out, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, anyway, it's October the nineteenth. It's a Monday. It's ten p.m. Um, we're starting our our Hey, Carly, how you doing? Can you hear me good? Please let me know if I'm sounding okay on, on your side. It looks like you're on YouTube. Uh, so, um, you know, hopefully everybody can hear me just fine. I'm waiting on Sunday to join back in. We do have a great show for uh, for everyone tonight. Uh, it is a social distance and chill kind of day. Um, you know how we do it. This is going to be a show. We're going to have a bunch of topics. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about some stuff that we have on the plate. We're also going to take questions from the audience. Uh, you know, make it a make it a fun night. Um, this is also kind of a trending topic kind of deal, but we're not going to touch on a ton of trending topics, just uh, a few different uh, ideas that we have. So um, as you can see by the title, double standards and colorism. So uh, we're going to talk about a few different cases of double standards. We're also going to talk about some colorism stuff, people being color struck and all that good stuff. Uh, looks like Sunny's just joined back in. Hey, Sunny. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't hear you. Yeah, I couldn't hear you at all, so I don't know what was going on. But yeah, so we're we're in the building. Um, Carly's watching. We got a couple other people watching. So hopefully everybody is um, uh, and going to enjoy this show with us. Um, I just told them that we're going to be talking about you know our uh, different topics. We're going to answer some questions from the from the audience and uh, have a lot of fun tonight. So, uh, so let's start off with uh, what's going on, Sunny. What's good with you this week? Oh man, it's been it's been a it's been an interesting week for me. You know, every day I wake up with a, a migraine or a headache. Today was I tried to avoid it, then I had to lay down. But other than that, I really um, my weekend was quiet. Um, this week so far is what it is. Today's today's Monday, so I didn't get that far. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. But um, I'm hoping for a really good week. I got, I got stuff I'm trying to do. We'll see if that happens. Yeah, no doubt. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, Mimi, I've, I've been doing some traveling. If as some people may know, this is my birthday month. Yes. Um, October 23rd is the actual birth date, but uh, all month long, been doing it up. I did some some activities with the kids the first weekend, second weekend, I went to Vegas. And I just seen a meme, a meme that said females are always celebrating their birthday all month long. Guys do it too. 
Yeah, we definitely do it. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Who who else out there celebrates their bu- their birthday for the whole month? Uh, I mean, I I did it. See, I don't do the whole year. month, huh? I don't do the whole month. Yeah, I usually I usually don't. I usually don't celebrate at all. But you know, I I, I do have the some years where I'll celebrate a couple of weeks, a couple of weekends, um, or you know. The whole month. <laughs> well, no, see, I, I start exactly from, so I let people have the beginning of May. They can have the beginning of May. Right. Once Mother's Day happened, that's officially kicking off my birthday month. Okay. Okay. So okay. Mother's Day is, is a kickoff because, you know, I'm a mom, so I get presents then. Right. I expect presents the week after for my birthday. <laughs> and my mom's birthday is the 29th. So we just going to celebrate, and I used to celebrate my birthday with my mother, so. We celebrate all month. Well, I, I try to celebrate all. It's like a weird month for me, but I'm like I celebrate it. I still try to like have fun. So I try to month Mother's Day kickoff is like okay. I'm I'm going through my little moments, but I still want to celebrate and you know all that jazz. Right. I bought my house in May, so it's like an anniversary to my house. So it's okay. Still- no doubt. No doubt. All right. Cool. Cool. So yeah. So we do, guys. We do celebrate. In during the month as well, we also do our monthly things. Um, I um, like I said, I, I've I've been traveling. Uh, that's been the way I've been celebrating. Um, turned up in Vegas a couple weeks ago. Uh, went out of town this past weekend. Turned up with some friends and uh, looking forward to turning up this weekend coming up uh, in Florida. So it's you know I got to oh, so you oh, oh so so Willie acting up okay. Yeah yeah I'm 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 trying to do it big you know I'm traveling all month long that's just how I do it. So no, that's what uh we'll see J Row do the the November. November oh okay okay <laughs> no doubt no doubt okay. well, I'm I'm October's very young so <laughs> yeah and I think Clint Clint's birthday in November his like birthday is either a couple days before my sister so my sister's birthday is in. November too, so it's a lot going on. Yeah. Oh, okay, no doubt. No doubt. I have a lot of Scorpios. Um, I know. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, we, we all over the place. <laughs> and I just, I just funny because this, because it's the uh, social distance and chill. I just posted a meme on my IG. Somebody posted like who you should be with as far as far as your sign is. Okay. And I always get different ones. So originally, it told me I'm good with a Scorpio or a Cancer. Right. This one now says um, I should date a Pisces. I've dated the Pisces. Um, I think I I only know that I dated one Pisces, and he was cool, but he was a thought. Um, he was a thought before thoughts were thoughts. Um, we we still cool to this day, but he's yeah. <laughs> you said he was a thought. Oh man, he was. He definitely was. He was like the thoughts before thoughts. Thoughts can become thoughts. Um, and then they say for Scorpio, y'all y'all should date Aries. Scorpio should be with Aries. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, Aries out there, let me know. What you're <laughs> yeah, I posted. I posted on my thing. I said I posted on my IG. I said according to this, I should date a Pisces. Hmm, I dated one as I am in my my life that I know about, and I'm on my Facebook. I put where y'all we are Pisces at because I need to apparently I need to find one of y'all people. So yeah, because nah, I dated one in my younger early late like early like late teens. So I need to find one as an adult. So um, I'm single, some Pisces. If y'all ain't crazy, let's figure it out. Let's see if, see if we match. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, I've, I think I've heard about the, um, the, uh, the Scorpio Aries. Yeah, stop telling our business. Oh, so, oh, Mike. So, so you a thought? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Uh-oh. You gotta answer in the comment section. Are you a Pisces? 
Uh-oh. I want to know. What yeah, y'all like? Are you Pisces? Are you astrologically compatible with Sunny? <laughs> no, I've dated a Cancer. I will say Cancers, all the Cancers I've dated are cool as hell. Like, we didn't, we didn't not talk. We didn't stop talking through the bad terms. So if I, if I had okay. revisited, I like, I would go revisit them. So the two right. Cancers that I know that I dealt with, oh, here, Capricorn. I, know, I, don't know, I don't know about y'all. I don't think I ever dated one of you people. But, um, <laughs> But the two cancers I dated, um, they were they were good people. Like they were good people. It's just that for whatever it was, the timing and the situation didn't work out. It wasn't like we had bad issues or like I hated them. They was doing extra shit. So I probably will go back. Like so, like I probably will go back with a cancer. Um, did I date a Scorpio? I did date a Scorpio. He was cool too. We didn't we didn't um, have any issues either. So. I really can't say he was a bad person either. Right. So he was cool. Like it was in the, it was a, I don't know. Like it was, it was, it wasn't like anything bad. So I don't know. I, I would revisit. I yeah. Don't know. The, uh, what they say, the, um, the astrology thing, I usually don't prescribe to that for, for dating. But like I said, I've heard, I've heard about, you know, dating Aries. Mm-hmm. I heard about that once or twice, but, like the one, most of the things I've always seen is like it always says like I'm like Scorpios are compatible with Capricorn, or not Capricorns, with uh with Cancers, and I think it's because of the um the attitudes and the and the the type of people that they are that it, it makes them a little bit more compatible. Um, I've you know I've I've been with both. Um, my fiance is actually uh, Cancer. Uh, I've dated Aries before. Uh, definitely a, a really good relationship. Definitely a really good relationship. So it was, you know, I, I could see the benefits in both. Um, I don't know. Have you ever tried dating your sign? Yes, I have. I have tried that. Found out that's it's great for what I like, but it's bad. Well, I won't say bad, but in my situation, it didn't turn out well in terms of how we reacted with each other and how we interacted. Like we just the 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 butted heads a lot you know what i mean it was just it was weird. Both like too, had too many similarities yeah i think it was too many similarities you know um both trying to trying to be in control of certain things that the other <laughs> didn't want the other person to be in control of that kind of stuff it was weird so um and i think too the only other uh scorpio that i've ever thought about dating it was like she was just she was just a type that was just a different type of woman that I wanted to deal with. You know what I mean? It's like some people you can kind of pick up on. Do you really want to deal with them? And I don't think it had anything to do with signs. I just think it had to do with just her her personality. You know? Basically. Yeah, I've I've dated fellow Tauruses, and it's just like we 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 under like I understand them. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, it's like um like I always say this, and I know a lot of my Taurus men are gonna kill me, but they are way more emotional. Than, than we are like because I know how us tourists are we're very attached and our like our people belong to us like we're you with us you, you are ours and for for that to be somebody you're dealing with that's just like you it could be too much like sometimes I think they give off too much even though you know what you're getting because you're basically dating yourself which is a male version of yourself with just a little <laughs> bit more extra emotion right so right. so you know it like you know, walking in, but it's just like you butt heads, and it's like I need you to chill because I need 
take it down because I know what I'm dealing with. Like it'll work later, but like right now, it's just I need you. Like I just met you. You can't be that, and that's how we are. You can't be that way when we like we like a person, we like them, and we're gonna be like ah. And sometimes right. for dating somebody just like you, it's like no, I need you. Like I'm used to being that way. You can't be that way too, but you are. It's like hmm. well, well th so that was so that's the difference, right? So when I was trying to date a, a Scorpio. The, the the things that were alike were just not the good things that were alike. But when I dated the Aries, being with an Aries was like like the female version of me, like literally the female version of me. And it's like, it's it, like me with that, a that, I actually think yeah. that's what made it so good. That's what was like the benefit was there. It was like everything I liked, she liked every, you know, it, it and it wasn't just it wasn't just one or two things. It wasn't like, oh, we like the same foods or we like the same movies. Yeah. We like a ton of stuff alike and we did things or wanted to do things that were really alike and it really made the relationship feel like it was like familiar you know what i mean gave you a lot of familiarity made you feel really comfortable made you you know what i'm saying that kind of yeah. thing i think and that's one thing with with the tourist dating and a uh, fellow tourist that was like in my history of relationships that was the only relationship i actually knew and felt that person loved me and i never questioned it Oh right. Like right, not right. once. Like I, I could never say, Oh, you make feel like you don't nope. There's no way. Like they that's one thing we do. You're gonna know that we feel that that strongly for you. It's no guessing. Like once we love you, like that's you there's no way you cannot feel that unless you did something wrong with you. So like in that relationship, I never like like one thing I could say that man loved the the fuck out of me. <laughs> um I just wasn't there with him in that moment. Like I wasn't there. Right. Cause I was coming from a bad situation and he was like, I love you. And like, I knew it. And it was like, yeah, I, I gotta, you gotta take a breather because that was when I told you, I, I told y'all that I had to step away because I wasn't where he was at. Mm, okay. And I felt like I was robbing him. Like it was like, he was trying to pull it out of me. Like I hadn't grew up with him. Like I knew him. And it was like, I can't hurt you because I'm not there where you're at right now. And I don't know when I'm going to get there. And I still got to heal from this past situation. So I'm not going to bring that on to you because I know I'm going to hurt you. Like, I know it. Like, hurting you. Like, I know because I know you. So I can't do that to you. So I had to walk away. But I've never questioned. That's the only person relationship-wise that I've ever dated or, like, had a long-term relationship with that I um, could say, that out of all the relationships I've ever had, I've never doubted that that man loved me. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All the other ones, I was like, I don't know, this nigga don't love me. He probably crazy. I don't know. <laughs> right. But right. that one, I knew it. Yeah. At least you, at least you, at least you could figure that out. That's true. That's yeah. True. Like, and it's crazy. You think about it years later, like you don't, when you're in it, you don't realize it. And when you look at all your relationships and like all the suckiness you went through, you're like, yo, if I had been where I was now, then right like i wouldn't have to go through all this bullshit and now i'm single and this and this nigga really loved me and we could have made it work down but you know you just don't know yeah that yeah. was that was young and stuff but yeah all right let's let's go on to our next topic um i know what the one of the topics that made this show subtitle we were talking about light skin versus dark skin right and uh, I think you might have brought this one up, but we were yeah. asking the question is, why don't we uplift light-skinned people? Yeah, so I want to explain why I said it, because I don't want anybody, um, especially for the women, to walk in and then 
think, you know, because I'm yellow, that it's a it's an agenda. Here, here's here's where I'm coming from from it. Like we we're we're very aware that the negative connotation of light skin, they gotta be right, and you know, all that stuff. Like it's close to white, so it gotta be right. And with the stereotypes of, you know, when we watch videos, it's always the lighter women. Now you see darker women being more embraced, but before it was just light skin. They it was in all the videos and there wasn't that many um brown and dark skinned girls. And I come from a household of brown and dark skinned girls, um, with the exception of my bright ass. Um, so <laughs> you know, it was a catch twenty two growing up in a household where you had dark skinned women, you want and I wanted to look like them, didn't want to be the odd man out, but you know, I just was what I was. And when when growing up you hear like sayings, I told one of my friends, like, it's weird, like it I don't want to say it bothers me, but it kind of like, like, ugh, to me when I hear um, the darker the berry, the sweeter the blacker the berry, sweeter juice. Um, like, um, you, you see a lot of like hashtags where they like brown skin, you know, also like that, whatever. And it's just like I know if I was to go on any social media site and go on a light skinned women campaign. It's going to be negative connotations going with that. Somebody's going to take it the wrong way. It's going to be a whole backlash and a whole pop. Not that I'm going to do that, but I'm just saying, like, if it was, if it was the opposite way around or the other way around, and light skinned women decided to empower themselves and go on this tangent about, you know, light skin, comfortable, whatever, whatever the hashtag would be, I don't know what it would be, right. but something about light skin, somebody would, somebody would, would take offense to it. Oh, yeah. it'll be a whole situation it'll be a whole like you you hate yourself you hate you hate people that's darkening you and this that, and the third and it's not necessarily like it's not that um it's it's, it's not well i don't know hopefully it's not somebody that that's with that agenda that dark skin is a problem but it's just that if if we were to do it it would be an issue it yeah, would be a backlash all- uproar somebody would be mad and it's just that i think that we're as black women are hard on ourselves and it doesn't like i just think that we it's it's inclusion is important Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm more of the all shades person because like i said if you if anybody (laughs) if anybody looks at my facebook all shades matter no yeah all like not and that's why i don't want to be that person that you know blue lives matter and shit like that but no i'm saying if you look at my facebook and or any of my social media accounts or any um, any yeah, any of my social media accounts, you see my sisters are all different shades of dark skin. You got some that are close to my complexion, and then we all like we're just a a shades family. Like it's just right. My mom had four girls. It's four different shades of of, of of brown up in there. And I grew up in a household. My mom is is um I don't want to say she she well she's dark considered dark skin, not really brown skin. My dad is a, a um dark skin too, and then my bright ass is out of nowhere. So it's just like I grew up around that. Yeah. So yeah, and, I mean, and then that was and that was the one thing when when you mentioned it because you said you know it was it was um um but I think the way you brought it up you were like you're like isn't it funny how like black you know not black uh how black people will uplift dark skinned people but we don't see that happening for light skinned people and what it made me think about was there's also the double standard of we can say black power. We can say black is beautiful. We can say black women are magical. We can say black this, black that. But let somebody white say something like that. It's going to be a problem. 
they're going to get ostracized. They're going to be treated badly. And what if they aren't doing it maliciously? It sounds malicious, right? Because mm-hmm. the connotation that it has garnered over the decades, over the centuries, is that anything promoting white um, preference or white upliftment can, would be considered white power movement, right? Mm-hmm. Being e- either a, a racist agenda, racist motivation, you know what I mean? So no one at this point in this timeline, in this history can now uplift white people in anything, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Literally in anything, because it'll be seen as one negative, but also two, as a, a counter uh, agenda against- I feel like I'm bright as hell. You know, I against uh, like black right people or against, and, and, and I think it's because of the, the, the connotation and the standards that it's based on now, right? Because we everything right now in, in this country in the United States is based on race anyway. But then yeah. also the um the history of white supremacy or the or the the systemic you know continuation of white supremacy is has has uh, has made it so that white people have to almost be demonized, right? To a point. Or, or white or white upliftment has to be demonized and um be it good or bad whatever you feel about it people do that too though with light skin people because of like you said over the decades from the time of even slavery when when light skin was looked at as getting you um that much closer to master or probably passing how white you were having having white preference having you know what i mean so uh and even in the black community at that time or the slave population having being looked upon with a preference so you know over that time period it, it also lent itself to to starting having a negative connotation because over time light being light as bright or light as right rather whatever you said or or having those preferences and those privileges is now made that a counter or a negative connotation, a counter uh, um, a population or negative con- negative connotation. Yeah, because to- I take offense, and it's crazy. I'm about to say this, but I'm about to be real clear. I had I had uh, guys on different occasions approach me, and they say, "Oh, I like light skinned girls," and that bothers me. Mm-hmm. Like it makes me feel like almost, and it's weird because it's gonna sound weird. Like this, how I'm about to compare it to. I feel like it's when white people say they want to date a black dude because he black. Yes. Yeah. Like exactly. don't like and like when they say it, it's like it. I don't know. Like that bugs me. Like don't like for guys. Like and this is for any guy that's ever gonna approach me if they but, see this. Don't approach me and say, "Well, oh, I like light skinned girls," because that's not gonna make me. That's gonna make me. It makes me feel weird, and I don't want to talk to you. Even if I like you, I'm like, nah, I can't, cause I just exactly. It rubs you the wrong way. Like it just because... like no, like me, but that's that's almost like equivalent to saying, oh, oh, you oh, you you pretty for a brown skin girl or exactly. black. Exactly. But like what? Like don't say that to me. Like I don't yeah. like that. That's not eternal. I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, none of that. It's just like, okay, now nah, I can't talk to you. Because right. I feel like you're only talking to me because I'm light skinned. Doesn't matter what I look like or nothing like that. Or don't no tell me. What's in your head, no matter what your personality. Yeah. Or don't tell me that I'm pretty. Like, oh, because you light skinned. No. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing is 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 that's another reason why we uplift black people. Yeah. That's why we uplift well black people too, but why we uplift dark skinned people is because for years they've been told that they were they're not pretty. They were told that they were ugly or that they look less than or that they were closer yeah, to animals and all this other stuff. They were treated poorly, they were given less, you know, uh uh uh, privilege or not privileges, less uh, opportunities, you know, because of how dark their skin was. You know, me being a dark skinned man, you know, I always felt like I, you know, um, look like every, you know, not like everybody else, but you know, what I mean, like everybody else, I didn't feel I didn't feel inferior or superior or in in between, mm-hmm. but I did have an and uh, what's the word? I had a uh, infatuation with darker skinned women. Mm-hmm. And and I think it was just because of my personal preference of mm-hmm. that skin, you know, of that skin pigmentation of the melanin of just the way it looked. So, you know, whenever I tried to date women, I did, you know, get attracted. I would ne- I never used the term, oh, you look good for a dark skin. Well, you know, I never used that. Yeah. I never. I, uh, yeah, I, I never, don't like that either. I never people. assumed it was anything to do with their skin color, but I knew I did have that attraction. I also had that that feeling of like you said same thing i wanted to be darker because the men in my family were all dark-skinned men and not all of them but the 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 ones that i thought looked more manly or looked you know like the type of man that a woman would want i was like you know that's my cousin you know donald he he's got that good dark skin and you know that just felt like that would look good on me too if i you know i would be that much more attractive to the ladies you know you know the same kind of you know uh uh you know, good looking skin like he is and that kind of stuff. And but like you said, I think a lot of that, too, is what we're seeing and what we're being told. You know, in, in my family, you know, most of us were dark skinned. So the light skinned people that were in our family did get treated badly because of the difference in our skin colors in a way of, uh, um, of um, you know, just just antagonizing them and that kind of thing but it's because they were different right and yeah. i think for them i'm sure having that put on them made them feel some kind of way over time we didn't know we were young stupid and yeah. i think that with society giving us these cues and, and and the world giving us these cues that's why we we uplift some and we don't uplift others you know and and i think of some of that goes back to this whole fight between Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter is you have some of these white folks who don't have a racist agenda in their All Lives Matter thing. What they have is an inferiority complex because all this time they've been told you can't uplift white people. You can't. So now you have this whole movement to uplift black people that's in their face. They're a new generation. You know, they're not used to the black power revolution. They're not used to civil rights. So they and, and a lot of them didn't know didn't know for some odd reason that racism was still alive. So for because them, they were being that movement is an affront to them to their, you know, to their presence. And and it's another is another uh, reminder that they can never uplift their community because it will be looked at negatively. So they they see it as their opportunity to kind of fight back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I I don't think light skin we can fight back because it's gonna be a problem. Yeah. Black community will slap us down right where we stand. And well, not that that's the and not that that's the agenda. I just want exactly. it to be like and that's my that's been like when we had our um when we had our show, my sister was on. Like we grew up in the same household and she didn't under like 
we she didn't understand where I like where I was coming from. And I said I had to deal with the oh, you think you're cute because you light skin, or you think you better because you light skin. And like the whole time, I wanted to look like everybody else in my household. Like I didn't want to be the odd man out. It's just that I happened to be the odd man out. And so it was a lot of things that separated me from from them the, from the get go. And it's like I just wanted to be like y'all. And that 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 connotation of oh, we we think that we're better. Um, I never thought I was better. If anything, I wanted to be more like them. And I'm I'm not speaking for the whole light skinned community because I don't know. It's a lot of bitches that probably think they they're better than the um our um our dark our dark skin and brown female. Some may think that some might be so jaded that they believe that. I'm not one of those people. And like I I know I had to deal with that growing up and stuff like that, whatever, but I just like so like certain statements or sayings, and like I said, when when God say that to me, it bothers me. It's like don't say that to me. Like I'm the wrong person to say that to because I'll uh, you'll probably get cussed out by me. It's probably the quickest cuss out, other than something else disrespectful you could say. But I feel like that's disrespectful and I don't want and like in 2020, I don't want nobody approaching me saying, "Oh, I like you because you, oh, you know, I like light skinned girls." Like, yeah, you can like like me, not really. Like, if that's your preference, that's your preference. keep that to yourself. Don't tell me that because if I like you, I'm not going to deal with you. And if right. you, um, and like, I I know guys that tell me that they don't like light skinned girls. They they dark skin. I'm like, oh well, damn, what the fuck we do to you? Like, fuck we do to y'all? Like, I don't know what type of shit you went through, but okay, I'm like, I've dated guys that told me they don't like light skinned girls, and then we're dating so <laughs> right what uh, and it's not that i'm and it doesn't have to be i'm light skinned it's just like why you're dating me so that's odd but okay like yeah i mean I, and, and i think i think part of the 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 question too is 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 colorism still alive is colorism still a problem or a huge thing and you know in in this day and age i think we do see some elements of it still there right because yeah like you said, there's still people, you know, we see people advertising, not advertising, but, you know, talking about still liking black or dark skinned women more than light skinned women or liking light skinned women more than dark skinned women, liking white women over black women, liking, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of that still going on, especially when it comes to dating, especially when it comes to uh just people putting out their personal preferences when it comes to what they want to see, um, you know. Is it is it an issue in the job market? Is it an issue in education? I think that's a big question because I think a lot of times some people want us to lump everybody in together because you know I, I don't know if you saw the situation that happened with Ice Cube recently where um, the Trump administration tried to pull in the um, uh, situation where he talked to them about his contract with Black America, and it threw this whole big up uproar because Trump administration made it look like Ice Cube was working with them. And he came back and said, no, I'm not working with them. I went and talked to them because everybody asked me to, to come talk to them. The Biden administration, the Trump administration, blah, blah, blah. He's like, whoever wins this election, I'm going to work with them to push my agenda. He's like, but I'm pushing this agenda independently, not a part of a thing. But yeah. regardless of what he was saying, what was going on there, though, was the issue of um, him stating that he did this contract for Black America. He said that he didn't do it for people of color. And so that was the one thing that stuck out to me because when he mentioned that, I was like, wow. I, I know recently a lot of people have been trying to push or perpetuate the, the issue of, uh, not issue, but the 
the, the, the situation of that all people of color need to kind of band together or need to understand their place or their role in in this America, in this in, in America in 2020. And the fact that just because you may be, you know, Mexican, uh, 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 some other Latin, from another Latin country, from uh, some uh, uh, island nation, from, you know, wherever you may be from, but if you're a person of color, you still have a fight to fight or, or a battle to, to, to win in the battle against systemic racism, right? And uh, so I thought that was interesting that he made that distinction, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people yeah. are trying to, to bring us all together under one umbrella and, and have us all fight for the same thing when because it's essentially it was there was no there there's there's no um or there, or he's not pushing an agenda of trying to bring everybody together of everybody under one fight. He's saying that he believes that this one fight that he wants to fight is just for black people. So I think that you know a lot of the the thoughts that you know everybody's the same, everybody is in the same boat. I think that it is false that we don't always think the same, we don't always have the same issues, we don't always have the same fights that we're fighting, we don't all all have the same preferences, you know, because I mean there's certain communities that you can look at and tell that they they do their own thing. There's certain communities like the black community where we're all over the place, you know. Yeah. Nothing to do with our skin color, our skin tone, our melanin complex, our our mixture, none of that. It's just all over the place because personal preference, right? We want to. Yeah. Some of us want to conform. Some of us want to want to get away from the, the system. Some of us want to leave. Some of us want to stay. You know what I mean? There's a there's a we're lot just, of different mindsets. We're just we're just in like I don't want to say a disarray, but it's just like everybody's got their own thing but we have like this main thing but we're just all we're all just coming at different ways and it's funny because i just watched um the uh james baldwin you know, james baldwin thing on netflix and he was talking about um malcolm x martin luther oh. king mm -hmm. and um uh mega evers he was saying and I was just, I had a conversation with somebody about it too, because I just, you know, we, we talk about this on the podcast and how people need to research things and look up things themselves. And he was talking about the difference of approaches and how they chose to help the black community. Mega Evers was starting out, he got gunned down. He was, you know, trying to do the, the legal situation, the legal way. And he was, um, you know, doing different things within the, um, he the NAACP and then he got taken down. Right. Um, he was talking about um, how he didn't really like the NWACP because it was it was more it was more of a class situation. If you were the upper black community, then you were a part of the N NAACP, and um, how you know they left people out. We 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 talked about that when we go when we we talked during Black History Month about how. Um, Different people were helping out the um, the NAACP, but they weren't acknowledged right. um, be because of who they were. Like Bayard Rustin, he was a homosexual man openly. He helped a lot during it with the NAACP, people wasn't recognized because of who he like, what his lifestyle was. Oh, okay. Um, he talked about that. He talked, you know, like even though his relationship with Martin Luther King, you know, he was he was they consider him to be a homosexual male. 
too. And, you know, he's just talking about that. And then he was talking about the first time he met Malcolm X. And he's talking about the different approaches to the same situation. Mm. And it was just interesting to hear, you know, his perspective also being a black person that was born in the States, but lived over, over overseas in France, not overseas, in France. And how he had he came back just to be a witness to what these powerful men were doing. Right. He was like he was over there just living his life, not really affected by the black man's plight. And then, you know, realized as a black man, he needs to go over there and do something to play his part in the role and stuff. And it's just interesting to see the take of what like what was going on during that time. And I think that people just need to like with, with us now, like we have this approach with um, us getting killed by cops and all these different things that we're going through. And everybody has different approaches on how they should address the issue and it's like too many chefs in the kitchen yeah no doubt no doubt i mean it's definitely it's definitely because everybody has of, an opinion a lot of leaders and, and minimal followers right <laughs> a lot of yeah. people want to be but i mean i i think we we we're at a better place especially in, in 2020 because of all the protesting and things like that we're at a better place when it comes to how active people are in protesting how active people are in speaking their voice and letting things be heard and, and getting this and, and getting these agendas moving um but yeah i mean i think and, and 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 i've always tried to understand what the atmosphere was in the 60s and in the 50s and in the 70s in terms of how did people feel about the leadership at that time did they really all get behind one or two different leaders. I mean, we can see that there was two or three different, you know, very prominent leaders and organizations that were around at that time. But were there other? Like, was it really as 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 prominent as it looks in the history books? Did it, was it really like Martin Luther King all the way, you know, in a little bit of Malcolm X, or you know what I mean? Or was it, yeah. you know, was there still this? this it's almost like this this election. Who do you want to get behind? But then you also look at like this. Who who are the other people that were in the community that were? not recognized that we're still trying to do um positive things exactly in, in the in the community and like at the end of the day like we can look at the lifestyles of these men we can look at a lot of different things but that was and that was my question to myself if i was born back in those days who would i have followed out of the two all right exactly and for me like i thought about this plenty of times and for me I think I would have definitely went the Malcolm route. Yeah, you think but, so? But like I would have went at the beginning where he was, and then when he went and took that chip overseas and then came back and saw the world a little different, I think I would have followed him to, to, to the new. You said you, you wouldn't? Know. No, I think I would have. Oh, okay, okay. Because I'm like, I and like, just just looking at like the different things and you know the different research and the different stuff i think and like just knowing that um martin luther king was finally coming over not necessarily to the where malcolm was but he was flirting with that idea like his yeah, his yeah. his whole tone changed and even the how he was doing it it was like he was like i don't want to say he was over the peace for pro protesting and the christian protest if you want to call it that but I think that he knew he had to change his rhetoric his to something more more drastic than what he was doing because it wasn't really doing much. Yeah, and yeah, I think, that's why I, I think. think. That, yeah, I think some of that too was was 
was was one was strategy, right? And and one thing that we learned in our own research. Like I get that, why he did it the way he did. Yeah. But I think I think one thing too that we learned in our research too is that in terms of the strategy, it wasn't it wasn't like Mal, uh, Martin Luther King was making up all the rules, right? It wasn't like he was the one that was fully in charge. He had a he had a council behind him. He also had you know different men and women that were doing things on the ground level at the at the grassroots level. And so I'm sure he had to take certain information in and make decisions and and along with his with, with his group say you know what's the best route to do. Yeah. This but I respect, and that's day. one thing I will say. Um, even though Malcolm had a problem with how Martin Luther King was doing his thing, like I said, I would have been probably Malcolm a hundred percent. But I under, like, I still understand why um, Dr. King did it the way he chose to do it, because it was a, uh, it was, it was basically like we're not like you look at us like an aggressor or these animals, and we're going to show you how peaceful we can be. And then by us being peaceful, see see how we're being treated. Right, right, no doubt. So I get, so I a hundred percent get why he did it the way he did it. But it was like, I think towards the end of his life and like how he was changing, like where it, he was basically saying to not purchase from them, let's let's do our things ourselves, and let's let's not give them our money because now it's a problem when you're taking money from the white man. Yeah. So that's what he was doing. He was like, "All right, listen, we done did this. Now we about now we about to put our money where we need to put it, and we're not about to do this shit no more." That's basically where he was going. Right. And so, but I understood, like looking at why he did the things he did. It was like let's let's show them that we're not. Even though we never, and that's the thing, when we came over here, we were we were taken, we were handed off by people that look just like us, and handed off to to these white people. And then we were, you know, forced into slavery. And they looked like, even though we weren't aggressive then, or some of us was, but at that point we we were considered property. So we didn't really get to protest us not being there. Our protest was not doing stuff and getting beat and or killed or hung. So mm -hmm. we weren't. And then after we came out of slavery, then people started being a little bit aggressive because we were giving our rights back. And, you know, we were like, why are you doing like, like now? Why are you stopping us for the stopping? I ain't do shit. Like, you know, so we got a little bit of aggression in it. So like they looked at us like animals and or still property. So right. the way he chose to do it was like, listen, let's just be non-aggressive. Let's do this. And we're going to let them be the animals. Right. Right. And let them. And now that we got video, we're going to we're going to essentially let them hang themselves and give people compassion because we're not doing anything wrong or doing anything harmful to them why are they going this distance with us so yeah. i get the strategy behind it but at the end yeah. of the day like i said for me i would have definitely been a malcolm follower but who who would you have followed i mean I, I i i really personally don't know i think it would it would for me it would have it would have been depending on the on how i felt at the time mm -hmm. it, and like you said i think in my current mindset i think i would have i think i would have probably followed Martin's, you know, way because I am I'm a peacemaker. I'm always yeah. trying to help people make peace. I'm always trying to help people figure out the best way to eliminate issues by by uh uh what they call it um uh coming to an agreement versus fighting it out, you know what I mean? And not to say that Malcolm was 
always preaching let's let's have violence or and the the nation was preaching let's have violence um but it 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 was it was a different mindset right it's like let's let's do this let's have this peaceful peaceful protest let's have this method or let's do this method that involves a negotiating skill or a negotiating style um you know negotiating with money as well like you said being able to use financial uh means of of hurting um the establishment i you know i would have followed that as well um, that's what made the boycott the power that our, our financials had over the establishment. So yeah. I think that would have, you know, went right along with the, my my personal feelings. Um, so, you know, I definitely can see how that would have fit for me at that time, yeah. for sure. Plus, you, it, with, with them with the boycott and how they shut that down with the exactly. buses. Yeah. And they was getting cars and stuff. That's taking money from the bus from the thing. Right. So they they like everybody saw what what Martin was doing. Like, all right, we, we're not putting money in our pockets now. We're gonna get to work on our own, mm-hmm. yep. and that's not putting money in 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 this in that in that in that pot that we used to get all the because you know black folks ain't had no cars. We we was traveling on buses. Not right. too many had them back then. So now we now now we getting cars. So we putting our money into cars. So they saw that. That's that's why we were able to to get you know get the buses finally the the way the way they wanted them. But to now, and he saw the power in that. Yeah. So now, when you saying don't give them money at all, don't buy their shit, like that's what we've been saying. That's what people say now, and they still do it. <laughs> yeah. But like, if yeah. we really did what what Martin and them was trying to do, do you understand how powerful it would be right now? True that. True that. We, we would have our. It, it would be many Black Wall Streets around the world because we're not giving them our money. Right. Right. Yeah. So, like I said, I, I understand the mindset, but it's just yeah. that, you know. Yeah. We're gonna move, we're gonna go to another topic right quick. Uh, it's already 45. Um, oh wow, really? Yeah. So uh I, I want to go to something a little more fun. Uh okay. I was looking at uh, a couple of posts on Instagram recently, and somebody posed this question, they actually posed two questions. So the first question was, women, what is your favorite protective style? So guys, don't go anywhere because I got a question for you right like after that. this. So if if people aren't familiar what a protective style is, uh, it's more you know it's more most popular in uh, black hair culture for women to wear protective styles. And basically, what it is, it's a way of protecting a woman's hair um, to allow for you know uh, moisture retention, for length retention, um, as well as protection from the elements, things like that. Uh, so, Sonny, what's what's your favorite protective style? So, Brittany just put it up, but it's not. I wouldn't say that that's my favorite, but that's my go-to. Braids are a definitely a good protective style, but it depends on your hair texture. It depends. It, it depends on your hair texture because a lot of people can't take their hair being pulled; it breaks off easily that way. So, my even though I love my braids and I have them on now. Um, for me, it would definitely be um, a crochet. Crochet, okay. It's definitely, because they're braiding your own hair, cornrolling it down, and then crocheting uh, the extensions onto your hair. Right. So while your hair is growing, you can still moisturize it. You can still do things, um, take care of it. But your hair is not necessarily being pulled or um, that, like, it pulled. And I'm a big person of not... Um, putting too much heat on my hair and, and with braids, you know, I'm a, I move around, my son pulls my hair and stuff like that. So for me, I, I, I do love my braids, but 
my my definite go to is um would be the the crochet, but because it's not that much on your hair. And if you're trying to um grow your hair, all you're gonna do is clip your ends and then get a protective style and let your hair grow. And with braids, though, you can keep it in for possibly if you keep it up for three months. So braids will be a good one, depending on your hair texture. If you got weak hair, your hair should not be pulled. Okay. That's like putting your hair in the ponytail every day. You're pulling your hair and all that. Don't do it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. So, any any other ladies in the comments, definitely throw your comments up there. Looks like Brittany says she also likes, uh, loves some box braids. Uh uh, but she also loves crochet, so that definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, I like I like to see women in crochet, uh, especially the different styles of it. You know, because there's different methods of doing it. Absolutely. Uh, definitely has a, a different look to it. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I see your comment, Ray. Um, definitely, but they were he they were watching them all. They were yeah, they were yeah. watching them I, all. I put his comment, comment up earlier. Yeah, def, def, definitely, definitely. The CIA was watching everybody's movements. They were watching them all, even even James Baldwin, even somebody like they were watching James Baldwin. They were watching Malcolm Mac. They were watching um, all of them. They were watching Muhammad. They were watching all the people that were coming together. It was too many black folks coming together trying to do stuff, and they didn't like it. So if you were around them, you any any of those two people, they were they 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 were clocking your movements because they wanted to know. So Marie said that she likes braids as well. Let us know uh, uh, what what type of braids you like. Miss McKay, let us know. Um, and then uh, let me see. Did we get another? Got oh, my edges, thank, thank God. Because you know, if you got if you got weak edges, don't get like this. And and when you go get your braids, just be mindful. Don't let them do them all tight. Oh yeah. Because yeah, they pull your I'm hair. To lose their edges and if, if they the pull your hair that tight, and then that's what you braids. can ask. You can ask them not to braid your edges. No, that's true. That's true. There you go. That's true. You have to speak up. I know them. You go to the shop, they be African and whatever else. But they, <laughs> they, they understand English. You can talk to them and tell them, don't, don't. You said they no, people to be also. like, and because you know they, you know they're. I don't want to call them aggressive, but they're like, you know. They yeah. they do braids. They'll they'll pull your edges. They'll pull hair out of nowhere. Um, oh wow! And braid them up like they right. got them hands that'll braid just a little bit of hair. But right. so you need to just tell them don't pull your edges, especially if your edges are not that um not together. That like yeah. when I'm stressed, I got they can't pull my edges because my edges will come out. And thankfully right. my listen, hair grows listen, back listen. as quick as it do because I um listen, I can't walk around here talking shit about people and I ain't got no edges. Right. So right. here's the question for the guys. Man, what is your favorite hairstyle on a woman? Hmm. What is your favorite hairstyle on a woman? So it was funny, pull. Huh? Something they can pull. Something they can pull. I like braids. I like <laughs> fully yeah, like listen. braids. Um, uh, and and I was uh, it was funny because when I was answering the question, I did have specific styles and stuff that I like. Um, like my like one of my favorites is definitely like the goddess braids. And, oh yeah, and I haven't got those yet. I like them though. Okay. I right. like wild and untamed hair, y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Well, just to say, that's hair. another thing. I love natural, um, like, like the, the app, the like either either Afro styled or or picked out or big, big fluffy natural looking, you know, hair that's 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 been, you know, whatever, whatever y'all do or to make weave. it look like a giant puffy Afro looking. When I do that, people that think that's, that's my hair. Everything. 
because it just looks it just looks so like you say it, it's it's not that it looks wild on tame, but it looks it looks so just full, so big. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, curly like that natural curly like like from the twist when you untwist them and drop. I like that. You know that that kind of more wilder look. I like that because uh, also you can pull on it. <laughs> and um, and then uh, and then my other favorite is uh, any kind of updo, any kind of anything tied up, especially and, and and a lot of my female followers can attest. I love buns, like buns <laughs> are magical to me. Like yeah, I can't do. I don't listen. I, I just I, I'm telling you, braided buns, natural buns, uh, um, but the sock buns. <laughs> I like any kind of buns. Yeah, I wore a little bun when I had my natural. braids, and everybody kept calling me. Um, no, so I had like a little bun and I let it out and I had like some of my hair out and it, somebody kept saying like yo-yo, but I had like oh, a yeah, 90s, I, I, I had the 90s look. Yeah, yeah, messy buns work too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now now, uh, guys, if y'all are still still watching, if you haven't walked away from the hairstyle questions, you know, put in the comments what kind of hair, what kind of hairstyles you love to see on women. Uh, Guys, don't just say I like natural hair, no weaves, all that kind of stuff. That's what you that's they be, they be lying say that. Like, my thing about stop judging, that. Stop judging women on their hair that they buy, on their uh, on their on their enhanced bodies. I'm tired of hearing guys complaining about no, that. Get here's, over it. Here's my thing about <laughs> that. Y'all want us to wear our natural hair, and y'all don't even understand the level it takes to wear our natural <laughs> hair. Like Y'all don't, y'all don't. All right, Brittany, I want to see some buns on there. <laughs> right? But like, y'all don't get like what it takes to keep our hair the way we do. Like, I wear my, like, I've wear my hair out, my own hair out on plenty of occasions. I just don't like doing it because the energy you spend on doing it, the wind could blow, heat is over. Mm. It's over. Like, right. yeah, like, poof, it's over. Like I've done my hair, bumped it, wrapped it, whatever, word out. Soon as any moisture or anything hit it, it was done. Done uh, for. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you if you you don't spend time pressing it or or curling it, that kind of thing, and you want that curl to stay, yeah, that that's a hard one. That is a hard ask yeah. right there. Uh and, and that's why I'm like, I, I don't mind, I don't one, I don't mind weave or wigs. I don't mind any of that stuff because I understand having four girls, I understand. The effort it takes because I've done most of my daughter's hairs uh, and the effort I've taken, especially my my middle daughter and my youngest daughter doing their hair and having everything I've done for the last hour just go out, <laughs> go out the window yeah. because a little bit of rain or a little bit of moisture or a little bit of humidity hit the air. And here in Detroit, you know how that is. So it's, um, you know, I definitely understand that. And then like even not even that, like sometimes in the winter, it's too it's cold. Hair dry. Hell oh, yeah, like, hair dry. Yeah, the dry it, hair. It's a, like y'all need to, like so y'all need to understand the levels of that. And if you got kids, nobody got time. Like <laughs> at least I know I don't. I don't have time to be trying. Like I've done it. I've gotten up in the morning, did my daughter's hair, had to get when my son had braids, had to do his hair and his hair braiding his hair. It's over. Like it's over. I do it all neat and then it's gone. So, right. and then trying to do my hair in the morning. It's a lot. So, I mean, I get it. If you got a woman that wants to take that time to do all that, that's perfectly fine. I'm right. not that girl. Like, if I want to wear my hair for that week, I might do it and be good. 
and be okay with it. And sometimes I'm like, fuck it. Weave, you can achieve. I don't got to put too much heat on my hair. When I take my hair off, do I have hair? Absolutely. If you see me with a wig on, I take that shit off. I'm going to have hair underneath that bitch. So I'm good. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. The long so, I bought and leave it. You're being shy. I decided to ask the question, women, what, what is your favorite style on a man? Like, what, what do y'all like to see a man rocking on their head? Oh, I like hair. I like pulling hair. <laughs> you like pulling hair too? <laughs> yeah, I've been dating guys with dreads. So, like, I'll date, I date bald guys. I dated guys with low haircuts. But I'm a hair person. I like to pull their hair. And most of the guys that date don't like their hair pulled, but I pull it anyway. So, <laughs> if we I, date, I'm, I'm going to pull your hair. I've never had a woman pull my, like, the hair on my head, but pulling on my beard. Oh, I'll do that too. And most of the guys I dated have beard. I love that. I love just feeling a woman just grab my beard. And now my grandson, when he grabbed my beard, is a whole different. I'll be like, bro, I'm about to whoop your butt. But (laughs) but a woman (laughs) grab my beard. Yeah, that's 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 lovely. I love that. I do love that. So I can imagine if I had a hair full of dreads, how how great that would be. Um, I'm wrapping it up and everything. Everybody knows I keep a I keep a taper for for sure. I'm doing like this and everything, just wrapping it up, putting. <laughs> oh, that's what I usually do with one I grab them. <laughs> I'm just gonna wrap it all up like ah, like I don't like people pull my hair. Oh, you don't? You shouldn't have came around me, bitch. <laughs> yeah, right, right. No doubt, no doubt. Cause I'm yanking it. But I like, I like hair. I like running my thing, bringing through their hair and shit like that. Like I'm, I'm weird. Like if you don't, got, if you got a bald head, I'm probably gonna smack it like. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm oh, ignorant. Wow. That's the type of shit I'm gonna do. It's, it's cute if it look cute. I'm, I'm like, oh, little shiny top. Whatever, call you scoop ball head or some stupid shit like that, but you know, it's still right, cute or right. whatever. If you are bold and <laughs> just let go and let God, don't don't hold on to it. Right. Like just let go. Just just you lost. It's be done. Oh, so you don't want to see a man in a hairpiece? You ain't trying to feel. No, I ain't trying to. If you gotta wear a hairpiece around me, we we we, we not like just let go and let God. Oh no, y'all y'all get to wear wigs. We can't wear our hairpieces. <laughs> for a girl. If I go to pull your hair and it falls off and you a man, we ain't gonna make it. <laughs> I'm like, sir, excuse double me. Get standards. Hands on the let's, let's switch over to the double standards because Sonny just threw one of the biggest double standards out there. Because I, because not only have I now started seeing the, well, we all, I, we've all been seeing the the issue of the no man units, right? <laughs> right. We've been seeing the issue of the man units, and a lot of women have been completely turned off by that. I mean, most of us men are too, but some of these men are out here. Uh, uh, head fishing now. They used to be hat fishing. Now they just straight up wig fishing now. You know, so y'all getting um, them glued on uh, dreads. It's not cool. They got I'm glued on dreads. I'm gonna pull your hair. I ain't uh, listening. Uh, fades. They got everything now. So they get. They can get. They can do anything they want. We saw the That's videos, like women, right? And um, so we got that double standard. But we also we also have what what I've been finding out lately. Looking at some of these Instagram ads, is that there's a man out here wearing. Girdles and and waist yeah. trainers, like literal waist trainers and and body fishing, y'all. Like they they got they look like they pack in. They look like they got six packs. They look like they got they got something in the gray sweatsuits and or sweatpants. And then y'all get all that off of him, and you know he looked like he looked like Norbert. <laughs> See, here here's my thing about that. Even with women that wear those things, I feel like this. Um, with men, that's a no go. That's just female to me. Um, but if 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 a if a female wears them, I feel like this. If you wear a weave and all these extra things that you wear to enhance or make your body feel beautiful, whatever the case may be, right? 
you should be comfortable enough to not feel away when you're completely naked. Like, just accept who you are. Like, I'm fat. It's nothing I can do about it. I got rolls. I got a pudge. You're going to deal with my fat. Like, it's nothing I can do about it. It's there. Um, well, actually, it is something I can do about it. I'm just at 37. I don't give a fuck. Like, I am what I'm going to be. Right. Um, so, like, at least I ain't super overweight. So, it's going to like me as I am. Anybody that meet me right now, it's just whatever the fuck you're going to get. Um, if I decide to lose weight between that now and then, that's one thing. But... And I'm not morbidly, extremely obese. I'm good. But you, if I'm wearing weave, at some point, you're going to see my hair. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to hide it from you. This is my hair. Whatever. Move the fuck on. Like, it's good hair. It's a head full of hair. I'm good. I got hair. If mm-hmm. I wear fake nails, uh, makeup, it's times you're not going to see me with the shit. I don't wear that. But um, if you see me without it, that's what the fuck I look like. like. And that's the thing I do on all my social media. You're going to see me. When I'm not looking cute and when I am looking cute, you're going to see me when I'm like in mom wear or when I feel like putting clothes on. I think anybody can go on any of my social media accounts and see me at different stages of my life where sometimes I don't look so great. If you think I'm cute when I'm not so great, we good. <laughs> you understand that you every day I can't look like you always beautiful. <laughs> That's a lie. But <laughs> like I need you to be. I just want I just want people to be comfortable in what they are and what they look like and be like because guys know if, if a guy just don't look he feel like he don't look good he just don't look good he all right it's moved on nothing he could do about it right it's done when we we need to get the same way listen if I'm if you feel like I'm fat I'm fat move right along yeah. but if a man if I date the man and he took a girdle off in front of me. We're not dating no more. I can't. Like, this is shit I can't. Maybe call it a double standard. Call whatever you want. I'm just not going to fucking do it. I'm not going to hey, fucking do it. Hey, Will, I'm, I'm looking through her Facebook now. I still I see no ugly pictures yet. I know. I, right? pictures. I got always, pictures I'm not proud always, of. She's always Facebook ready. It's some Instagrams you got to look at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not always Facebook ready. No, no. It's the TikTok. No. Even TikTok, my last one of my videos, somebody said like a white person. I said I thought I was I thought it was like I be thinking I'm darker than what I am. Oh, and then man. when I see pictures of myself, I'm like, what the fuck? I like a fucking I don't know what the fuck. All right. So Dane, what do what do you what do you think about the um the the men enhancing their their image? Like what do you think? Why do you think that that's not allowed in this day and age at this point? It ain't right. It's just seem wrong. Um <laughs> I don't know, enhancing yourself it's just just be happy who you are. I mean, if you if you want to change something, go for it. If you can't change it, just but be you, happy with you, what you get. But do you feel that way about women enhancing themselves as well? Or do you think that it's okay for women to enhance themselves and just not for men? No, it's both both sides. Like If you don't like something, go ahead and change it. I mean, I'm not the one to judge. I mean, like if I saw Sunny uh, right now in her natural state, no, without the weave, and I seen her with the you know, Who said both that times. Was that? <laughs> this could be my hair. You don't know, no, no, hair, bro. no, no I'm just saying, bro, I, no, bro, what's up with you? <laughs> no, no, it's like it's like when I first met Jasmine, she had uh shorter hair because her sister cut it, but as I got to know her, her hair kept growing and growing. But if I met somebody with long hair, then they cut it, I'd be like, okay, what's wrong with you? You lost it. So I like women with long hair. Oh, I've done you know, that. You know, no. See, we have to fight, Sonny. See, we we have to fight. You know, just let you know. 
No, but like, and that's the thing. Like, I like I really like you have to be a hundred percent, not a hundred percent, because I'm I'm a little I'm a little Crazy. weird about my 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 pudge, but at the same time, like I wear a crop top, so you know. I don't know. Like I, my <laughs> little belly be out, but I'll be like, I don't care. Like exactly. And then I'll be on the beach with a two piece on, like, like, like I ain't, like, I ain't touching. I don't yeah, care. No, just don't fake it though. You know what I'm saying? If you going to do that, just, just be yourself. I don't know. I don't care what you look like, you yeah, know, like that much. I just don't. I just can't take a man with with a with a fucking. If you got a wig on as a man, that's not good. Like, and then if you Listen, wear a waist trainer, and I only wear a waist trainer. Like it's a no go. That's like I feel like the same way I feel about dudes with with a cups. It's like, listen, if your titties bigger than mine, we ain't gonna work. Oh, damn. I took took a, I took two kids to have titties that I got now. If you walk in this bitch and you titties bigger than mine, we ain't gonna work. Some women like the titties, the man titties though. So. You know what? I'm but, okay with but, them just long as they ain't bigger than mine. <laughs> if you work, on, but you know, if you working on yourself, make sure it looks good. If you are working on yourself, no, like when I move to Florida. I moved to Florida. I had a job to do. Met this pastor or somebody. You know, Florida's got that humidity and that that sun beating on you. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to do something with his hair, he had that spray paint on. That mug was oh. melting off. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm I, like, hold yeah. On. Okay, sister, yeah. You got my, point sister, my sister, baby dad Dude, boy had his hair work. like that. And that's to call that nigga slick back. He had that spray on hair. A lot of guys in training had that spray on hair. It's like, listen, it's summertime. Don't do that to yourself. Right, but bitch, if you hug me hottest, and that black shit get on my shirt, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> but in one of the hottest states in America, you're wearing spray on liquid. Period. Hair. You're wearing right. spray on hair. That's because you got patches. Just let go, cut it off, and be bald. Don't fucking. This is man walking around Trenton with like four dreads. Let go. Yeah. Let it go, like Elsa. Like. <laughs> let it go. Why? Why are you holding on to four dress? Just no. Let go and let God. Don't no, fucking do that. Like no. why? 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 If my hair was falling out like that, I'm just cut it off and wear and wear wigs and be done with it. Like I'm not about to hold on to three braids. Like nah, just cut it off. Start over again. I'm ready. I'm ready to chop all my hair off with and do a low cut anyway. Let me see if I can share this image real quick. Uh, where is like, that? I don't know. This is not right. It ain't right. <laughs> it ain't right. It's just not right. I'm trying to All understand right, so the for, for the next question, I wanted to talk about this. Can you hey, see this me? looks oh, weird. Yeah, I saw that. Did you send that to us? Yeah, yes, I, I did. did. Oh, you did? Somebody did. Oh, the Dame, Dame, you sent this to me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so it says a, a man who refuses to change for a woman is considered an asshole, weak, abusive, not a man. A woman who refuses to change for a man is considered strong, self-loving, self-respecting. And then, you know, they say, I wonder why that is. So first of all, nobody should change for nobody. Say it again. I said nobody should be changed for anybody. You're supposed to change for yourself. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna dead that conversation to begin with. Like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, I, I but I think I think in terms of the what this what this image is talking about is it's you know we're talking about in a relationship and you have these these battles that happen in these relationships, right? And then when when the outside looking in or even sometimes the inside looking out, 
people will look at from the the perspective of did the man try to change and uh oh did the man refuse to change and we do hear these kind of comments right we hear these comments a lot the you know that they that they just are changing out of being belligerent they're just being you know hard-headed or they just refuse to to do it um you know that they're that they're creating a, a toxic relationship you know i've heard a lot of these things you know um but then on the flip side hearing that when a woman isn't changing you know that she's being you know strong in the relationship she's holding strong she's doing you know what i mean and you hear these things right but you don't hear the flip for for either one you know at least i haven't you know i've haven't been heard i haven't heard of a woman being called an asshole for not changing right you know like you said it depends on it depends on change if we don't really want to but if the change is needed to keep the relationship happy and you have one person refusing versus the other usually a man will get a negative connotation in in a lot of situations i mean if if the if the woman does get accused of doing something bad you know maybe she's maybe she's the gamer and she never gives the guy attention and she doesn't want to change that you know will she be considered an asshole for doing that i don't know maybe maybe not you know somebody might say oh good for her you know you know she knows what she likes you know something like that you know who knows but you know i think a lot of times the things the reasons that they have to change also become almost gender specific as well i think it depends on what what they're changing yeah like so like we're gonna equate this i'm gonna bring it back to how i am um most people i know relationship relationships i had to change my um i had to let a man be a man i couldn't be the well, i had to not be the person that like you know Trying, like, trying to run a relationship. The, well, not necessarily trying to run a relationship, just wouldn't allow him to do man things because it was like, I don't need you. Ah, well, you, you were trying to be too independent, okay. Yeah, I was being too independent and like, it's like, let's sit the fuck down, like I got you. Like, so I did have, like in relationships, I realized that when I'm in relationships, I have to change that because I'm so used to being solo that sometimes it's hard for me to let people be the, be the man in the situation. So so let's 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 roll with that example. Like, have you ever heard of a man being told, let that woman be a woman? <laughs> you know what I mean? You no. know, <laughs> no. You, have you ever heard a man being told, man, you doing everything she should be doing? You know what I mean? I mean, you, you may have some guys may have to tell a guy that sometimes, but it, it and, and it'll be not have to, but you know what I mean, that'll end up telling a guy that because of some gender role. But when it comes down to a general perspective. You don't you don't hear people telling a man that that woman be a woman you know what i mean yeah or, or let let her be more independent or let her be you know what i mean you don't have you never hear that only yeah. time i've heard that is when i guess the roles change in people's relationship like say they're dating and the woman's working and the guy's staying at home taking care of the kids like she's wearing the pants of pants to the house you know it's it's more of a uh shame on the guy for switching roles with the woman and the woman's oh man she's wearing the pants in the family she you know who runs that house mm-hmm. just because their their you know their roles have changed as far as caring for the house kids or, or whatever or that they're taking their different gender roles yeah. right yeah. but maybe it maybe specifically for that family maybe it's for the best mm-hmm. maybe her career is better than his she makes mm-hmm. more money and they need somebody to stay at home and do whatever they need to do for that 
right. family member or whatever the situation they're in. Yeah I, yeah, I was in that situation where, you know, my I my my career or my business was what allowed me to be home. So I took care of the kids because my ex-wife, my wife at the time, she didn't have the she, her job didn't allow her to be at home with the kids. She worked, you know, 16 hours, 12 hours, 16 hours. Uh, at, at the hospital. So I was at, at home with the kids because my, you know, my work schedule allowed that and the way I worked from home all the time, it was just, it worked better for me to be at home with the kids and take care of them versus waiting on her to, to do stuff. And that was, which was stupid, right? You know, I come home all day, you know, I, I might as well be the one sitting there. I'm not about to have, I'm not about to hire a babysitter, not about to put my kids in the daycare when they can just be at home with me and I can take care of them. While I'm doing my work, so yeah, yeah, but yeah, but a real a real person that understands real how life works, they want to you know shame you for that. Like, man, you should be out there, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. True but this, and that's and that's another thing too because the, when you have that dynamic of the female is the the breadwinner, not the well, and that's to do in some ways we have the home, yeah, female that's working outside the home or um not in your case, but the breadwinner of the family like or she makes more than a guy sometimes it's an it's an issue with that oh yeah well actually no that actually happened to me too i mean even even when i had a business my my first couple of businesses my my wife was making more than i was you know i was making good money for me but it wasn't enough for the whole family so she had to keep working so and at the time because of her um her profession she was a, a registered nurse and I was running a, a business, a graphic design business, right? So I would get spurts of money here and there. So I was definitely not making the kind of money she was making. So, you know, we had that was that she was making more than I was. Um, you know, did I feel like I had to compensate? I, I didn't feel like that personally. But, you know, like you said, that there was that there, yeah. there if people from the outside looking in you know, had a known that I could have been getting that kind of reaction, right? You know, that kind of thing. I think some people looked at it like, you know, knowing that I had a business, assuming that I probably was making, you know, making money or making all the money, all that kind of stuff. But I wasn't. I was making less than her. I, my first first uh, um, major business wasn't until well into our marriage was when I first started really making money and being able to to kind of uh, uh What's the word? Kind of, you know, keep up. <laughs> yeah. So. I think only one guy I dated in my entire life that actually made more money than me. Oh, wow. Wow. And um, in most situations, not most, but some of them, probably half of them, I I always had my own. Yeah. Yeah. So no. they were always like feeling the way that they felt like they couldn't do anything for me because I hadn't have it myself. Yeah. Now, how did that, like, did that hurt your ego knowing that your wife was making more money than you? Like, did it, how did it affect you? No, I like, celebrate. Did, did I like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Shit. no, because I had spent, I had spent the previous two or three relationships taking care of a, of a woman, right? And having to have that, mm-hmm. that responsibility of being the, the only breadwinner in the house, right? And, you know, knowing what that entailed, mm-hmm. I knew how to take care of a family. Right. So when I went into this relationship with her, it was like I had um, uh, initially 
thought about it and was like, you know, because you think about that as a man, right? You know, you want to be the provider. You want to be, you know, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. But the thing was, was that she understood the profession I was in. She understood my potential and what I was trying to do, trying to accomplish. And I, I felt the support from her that made me feel like it was still the right thing to do was to continue promoting my business, pushing my agenda. And then, you know, I did end up taking um, day jobs because as we had more kids, I felt like we needed more income as well as we had bigger things we wanted to do. So I did what I needed to do in order to compensate that, not to compensate me trying to catch up with her salary wise, but just trying to compensate our livelihood and our and the way we wanted to live. So I thought more about that. I never had an ego trip where it was like, oh man, you know, she making all the money. So, you know, I got to do something, you know, you need to stay home or you, you know, I never felt like that. And I never <coughs> looked at the financial as a um, competition. competition. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was never as a competition. Now, did I feel like I needed to be the man of the house and be in charge of things? I, I, I did have that, you know, but just because from a biblical standpoint, I'm like, I'm the head of this household, I'm this, I'm that. So I took those leading roles, but only from that point standard or that standard, but not not anything to do with the financial portion of it, just because I understood the 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 financial the economics of it, right? Because my business, when it was doing good, it was doing great. But when it wasn't, it was down, right? So I had to take a second job, I had to take a day job in order to supplement that, but only because I needed to supplement our finance, our, our budget, not to not to supplement my ego. Yeah, because you know what? Because my ex-wife, she was an electrician, so I went into the relationship wow. not making uh, more than her already. Yeah, that didn't. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, that that didn't bother me. They didn't bother her too that she made more money than me. But fast forward x amount of years, me and Jasmine get together. The roles kept reversing because um, I had lost a couple of jobs here and there. Like sometimes I would make more money than her. When she's not in school, you know, she's working more hours. So she'll be the breadwinner. Like right now, she's in school. And now I'm the breadwinner. And um, I think when she finally finishes school, thank God, hopefully this, <laughs> right, right. this semester, um, she'll be making more money. And we keep having this ongoing joke. Well, it's my ongoing joke that I'm going to be a stay-at-home dad. I'm going to be a stay-at-home dad. Yeah, I'm going to be a kept man. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to be the breadwinner. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 we had a discussion about you know how much money I made, and at the time I was making more. I'm still making more money than her, and she said I'm the breadwinner. Like, and it kind of you know stroked my ego just a little bit, not too much where I'm getting proud. But I, I felt proud that I'm taking care of the house, you know, mm. doing my thing. Okay. But but yeah. now when she finished school, she can have that rain back. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 like I said, for me, it was never like a big, it was never like a big thing, you know. I and it was funny, I think, too, to me because there was there was only one or two times we kind of even looked at that, and and it was and it, what was funny, you know, you know, Alexis, how she was. The thing was, is she always would try to be like, oh no, my hourly though. I don't make nowhere near what you make. So, you, you, got, you, got, you know, so it was always for her. It was always a joke of, you know, no matter what, because of my hourly, 
you got the you you got this. You got to pay for all this. You know. Y'all was stupid for that. And we never approached it like it was some kind of breadwinner this, breadwinner that competition. Nothing like that. And yeah. never. And I mean, and the, the the other funny thing was like in in that relationship, I never shared uh, finances with her. Like we didn't have I'm not finances, but we never shared bank accounts. So we never had where we even got to see each other's money. We we knew where the money was going, but we never like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like we were like, oh, keeping tabs on this or that. So, you know, and I don't, I didn't look at it as my money versus her money, anything like that, because we had certain bills we did specifically pay. You know, I paid for like all the, pretty much everything in the house, except for I think the house note and one of the car notes. So she took care of that. And then I took care of everything else. So it that's was, how it was in the house that I was in. Um, the guy I dated that um, actually made more than me. We had, we had um, he paid more of the house, the um, of, of like the rent. And then I paid, like, I paid a portion of it, but I, most of my money went to the household, like the household, like mm -hmm. um, paying the rest of the bills, you know, the household items, right? food, Gross. like food shopping and stuff like yeah. that. I yeah, I was, always, I was always the one at the at the grocery store, so I paid yeah. all, pretty much all the groceries. Before. Yeah, every time every time I call Will, yeah, I'm about to check out. I know I'm, like, <laughs> I'm at Walmart. You know where I'm at, Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> so, but you know um, what? So it, yeah, definitely. It, um, you know, like I said, because then you know, then again, it it, it again became a thing of it, it wasn't it wasn't it was never about what the finances were. It was just about taking care of. What, what was needed to be taken care of. You know, we knew what bills we had out there. We knew what our budget was. And, you know, we just took care of what we needed to get taken care of. And anything extra past that, we knew it was going to the kids anyway. So it was like, yeah, pretty much. Never, there was never a competition because we knew where our money was going and we knew what our financial goals were, you know, in terms of getting certain bills paid, certain things taken care of, and then where we wanted to go in terms of vacations and growth you know, growing the family, growing the household. Um, I think in my next relationship, I, I I hope to have a similar situation where it's not a competition. Um, I don't I don't know what what my fiance makes um, offhand. I think I've told her what I make, um, but I really you know it's like once again really don't care just because it's you know I mean yeah we're gonna have to share understanding of the financials once we are fully together, but in terms of does she make more than me or do I make more than her? I, I don't personally care. I don't know what she feels. I haven't really, we haven't dove head first into that conversation probably because I don't care. <laughs> so, um, this guy, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. I, it is, I'm with it you. is. I think is we got bills to pay. Are you going to, you going to pay them? But that's a question, but that's definitely, I think that's, that's another question, but that's a question that we should ask though in, in the dating phase or whatever it is. Cause you want you need to know, for one, are they financially responsible? Oh no, well no, okay. Their so priorities and stuff like no, that. I've had that conversation. Yeah, I've had that conversation. But yeah, and 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 we've talked about you know our our feelings on on budgets. We've talked about our feelings on financial responsibility, financial independence, on uh, managing your managing your your finances, managing your credit. Um, you know what we feel about credit in terms of usage versus. Uh, uh, the necessity of it. That's actually one thing that we actually had a long discussion about because there was a slight bit of difference between our viewpoints, right? Because I grew up in a credit family, like everything was about credit, you know, where she's, 
trying to become credit free and has been on that journey for for quite some time so it's like she you know she was like that, what's what's most important to her is the financial independence versus having good credit where in my mind i've always thought like well i want to have good credit and i'm working towards good credit right how, so, how old is she she's she's 43 like me okay no because yeah. i'm i'm more of an that non-credit too like i really don't care at the, but then until you start wanting to do stuff like get a house yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like dang it i know she should care a little bit more that's the thing we both own houses so we, we really <laughs> yeah but yeah no i feel you though that's how i felt too that's the same thing i was feeling yeah so like, for so me, like be, it, beyond that like, i i'm I i'm the type i'm like i gotta have a new car every few years She's the type like she she's got been driving the same car for ten years and will continue to drive that car until it dies and it probably won't ever die because she drives three miles a week. <laughs> so <laughs> but, then, it's you know, a, then you're yeah. in Florida too, so no worry yeah. about the snow. No snow, no no elements to deal with. Yeah, no, this, but, this um, is worry about blowing away in the hurricane. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> but that's the other thing in terms of double standards, you know. But then in the gender roles, is is do we have to feel? Why do we have to feel? as men, like being a breadwinner or not being a breadwinner is a bad thing, right? Where a woman is never pressured to feel that way, right? She's generally a woman is, is she'll be, she'll be not even ostracized. She'll just be chastised for not allowing or not forcing a man to be the breadwinner, right? She'll be chastised for that, but she won't be ostracized. A man is going to get ostracized for that, right? You know, if, if, if I would have, I, and I can imagine if 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 ten years ago when I was at home taking care of my kids, even though I had a business, if people didn't understand I had a business on you know on the side of my day job that I also worked from home, they could have looked at that and been like, "Oh man, you ain't being a man. You doing this, you doing that." You know what I'm saying? I would have got slapped. You know, luckily enough, and I don't know if and I don't know if I told people just to save myself. I might have been. Who knows? Maybe subconsciously I was trying to protect my image. By letting people know, oh yeah, you know, I'm working, working from home. I'm doing this. You know, I didn't have to tell people that. Well, I'm an overshare by nature anyway, but you know, I didn't have to tell people that. But maybe I was doing that out of protection. You know what I'm saying? Because there is that that thought, and I know I've done that here in my new house because people didn't know me, and I and I told, I specifically told my Nate, two of my neighbors, because they made the comment like, oh, you're you're home a lot. Do you, you know, where do you work? What do you do for a living? And it's like, oh, I work from home. He's a rapper. He's a rapper. I'm a, I'm, I'm a famous black rapper. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't realize. Like, I'm P. Diddy's but, cousin. But, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where sometimes we do subconsciously try to protect ourselves because we understand these double standards. We understand these images or these, these gender roles that people are going to place us in because of you know, um, societal norms, right? Societal norms. Yeah. No, from from March to September, I didn't care what people thought. Um, so, what do you do? I'm pandemic. Nobody cares. I'm saying. No, people. No, we we care more that people knew that we weren't working. Like, hey, I'm not working. <laughs> Listen, I worked through this whole pandemic. I'm I'm pandemic survivor. How about that? Exactly. I worked through this whole pandemic. It was no off time for me. I had to do overtime. And eventually got paid for it at some point, like later on down the line. Like I'm the essential on top of essential, essential employee. Right, right. No doubt. No doubt. There was never a oh, you could be home. Nah, bro. <laughs> no, I, I would say I'm storing up food for the winter. That's what I was doing. <laughs> Getting that quarantine pounds. Yeah. Now I gotta work it off. 
Yeah, luckily I've been working my quarantine pounds down, so I'm definitely definitely looking forward to 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 getting back fully back into shape. <laughs> so it um, looks like we're getting pretty close to the end of the night here, folks. It's already eleven twenty-seven. Um, so I think we're gonna we didn't get a chance to answer any questions. Does anybody have a quick question they want to ask us from the audience? I know I told y'all earlier we we're gonna do that, but a lot of y'all I think just joined. Um, you know, if you got any questions you want to ask us. Uh, it could be anything, relationship-wise, politics, sex, uh, love, uh, hatred, no, <laughs> food. Oh, I love food. I, 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 I was, I was eating a lot of food this last couple of weeks because of all the traveling I've been doing. I'm gonna eat some even more food the next couple of weeks for all the travel I'm gonna be doing. So, um, shout out to DoorDash um, and to Uber Eats because, like, I, 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 um, I don't know about shout out to them, but like here in Detroit or where I live in the suburbs of Detroit, it's kind of expensive to, to get those things delivered. But I was yes. I was in another state recently, actually in a couple of different states recently, and man, those prices were really low. So I was I was I was definitely taking advantage of the uh of the delivery <laughs> with the free deliveries and the 50 cent deliveries. So if you live in an area that you get 50 cent delivery, cherish that. Because our free delivery, <laughs> that because here in Michigan we don't get that. Like I, I, I ordered today, and I was going to get it delivered. It was um, thirty dollars to have it delivered. It was like a, a quesadilla and a, and some carne asada fry, carne asada fry. I think that's how you say it, uh, with chicken, not with beef. And um, it was thirty dollars with with delivery. But I switched it to pickup. It was seventeen. So. You know, uh, definitely. Cherry. When, when you want something from from uh, when you want something from uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and you only spend like eight dollars, and then all of a sudden that 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 shit is like twenty, thirty dollars. I'm like, no, <laughs> exactly. Like, do exactly. I want to go over downtown and do this? Like, do I want? Like, I don't. I don't live far from downtown Trenton. It's like it's like a not even a a ten minute walk. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna order it. Like, I'm not, I'm not about to fucking do it. I'm not gonna fucking do it. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, so definitely, if you live in an area where it doesn't cost you that much to get delivery, definitely cherish that and use it. Take advantage, you know. But tip, please tip. <laughs> so no, anyway. now they got the apps where they where they tip you inside of it. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So anyway, Jimmy Jones. Um, for the night, definitely thank everybody for joining us. As always, check us out every Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern on Twitch, YouTube Live, and on Facebook Live. Definitely um, get at us next Monday. We're gonna have a. Oh, is it? Are we gonna get together next week Monday? I'm not. I'm not gonna be on. I'm gonna. What are we talking about next Monday? <laughs> um, I can't oh, remember. Look. Oh, are you dating out of desperation? So definitely oh. come back for the Are You Dating Our Desperation show. I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be on vacation again. Again. Um, will be here. I think Clint, shout out to Clint, uh, uh, a.k.a. Smooth. Smooth was not feeling good today. So, you know, prayers up to him. Hopefully yes. he feels better uh, 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 very, very soon. Uh, and uh, definitely, uh, you know, he'll be back once he's uh, uh, actually more likely next week if, if they get together without me. Uh, if not, then we'll get together on the second when I am back. So, you know, get out. When I got a hit. Hey, what are you taking? Yeah. So then uh, no. uh, also, if you missed the show, if you missed part of this show, check us out free on demand 24-7, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Blog Talk Radio. Watch our free video replays on Twitch. 
uh, Facebook and YouTube. I just found out Twitch doesn't save the, the videos forever uh, unless you pay. It doesn't, still doesn't save it forever. I can't see my thing. But, you know, uh, us on Twitch, at least the last couple of shows. Uh, Too Facebook much YouTube will have all of our video shows, all the other podcast channels. Oh, yeah, audio. Um, Sunny's trying to show off her mask. I don't have anything. I'm wearing a bape hoodie today, so I don't have my, yeah. I don't have I'm my not, I'm wearing stuff. a regular so, shirt. Um, you, you said you got a shirt on? I just had a regular shirt on today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I had I was here. I'm in the house as long as I'm no, you don't get to do that at work. So, <laughs> yeah, just sitting here pretending like I got there. That's what you right. work from home is the best. So yeah, so definitely get check out our masks, fanny packs, uh, uh, sweatshirts, hoodies, everything. We got that on Teespring.com/stores/gftradio. Um, as always, check us out on the web, gftradioshow.com, or on your favorite social media sites, gft underscore radio on Twitter and Instagram, or gft radio on Twitch and Facebook. Sunny. Of course, it's your favorite person. I am Sunny underscore D, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and Tickety Talk. Um, you can also check out my blog, unreservedlyme.com. Yeah. Make sure y'all check out Smooth at E Trenton Groomy on Twitter or visit him at a kingstruth.com. he been posting, posting on kingstruth.com. Yeah. Tons of great uh, poems. Tons of great content, thought pieces, smooth thought pieces be making me think. <laughs> so yeah. make sure y'all go check them out. Think about them. Come back here with some questions. You know, smooth's usually on. He can ask you some questions. He can make you think some more. So definitely sh uh, shout out to smooth. Uh, check out. Uh, definitely should do a show like that where they, where they act as they send us questions. Say it again. We should do a show like that where they send us questions. Oh yeah, no doubt. Go on our Twitch. We have a question panel over on Twitch. Go uh it's Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash GFT radio. Go um check that out. Uh leave some questions, upvote any questions that you like, and uh we'll definitely answer those questions in in future shows. And it's your boy Willie Styles. Get at me at Willie Styles everywhere. I'm on IG, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm Willie.styles on Snapchat. I'm Willie Styles94 on Twitch. Um, or you can visit me at stylesradio.com for all the hot tracks that I'm listening to. Oh, shout out to Big Sean for Detroit 2. Shout out to uh, Trey Songs for his new album. Uh, shout out to T.I. for his new his hot new album, uh, uh, The Libra. Uh, so definitely you'll catch all those tracks over at stylesradio.com. Uh, or get at me at my uh, williestyles.info for all my links. Or just click the link in my bio over at uh, my GFT, not GFT, over at my Instagram, uh, at Willie Styles on Instagram. You can see my link in my bio. It gives you all my links um, as well. So definitely check me out over there. And um, what else we got? What else we got? What else we got? Dane? See you on seven. Holla. Bye, guys. Oh, thank you. Hey guys, it's your girl Sunny D, one third of the podcast GFT Radio Show. 
What up, though? It's your boy, Willie Styles from the GFT Radio Show. Just letting you know, you can catch us every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. And to get some merch, I got some more right now. Go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash GFT Radio. Talk Radio, join the conversation. Let's have some fun. I love you.